Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. So good to see you this morning. You ready to get into the Word? Amen. Do you believe that the Word of God has the ability to save your life? I mean, that's what Proverbs says, right? Let the Word is life and health to all your flesh. Meaning, meaning it's not just it's just to a spiritual aspect of my life, but every area of my life. Every say every area of my life. Hallelujah. God is good. Um, just one, one thing I want, do want to remind you about the ladies' event. If you would like to host a table, um, there are tables to host. And you can, if you're good at decorating, you can decorate those tables. And uh, you can do, find out more about that in the lobby. So I just wanted to address that because it's not on the video. So, hallelujah. Man, um, it's a lot of good things rolling around in my, my spirit. Amen. Wasn't that an awesome song, Let Hope Arise? Oh, you know, Cassie and the worship team wrote that. And, man, what an awesome song. It just kind of just lifts up your heart, right? Let hope arise. Amen. If, any, if our world needs anything today, it's hope, right? Hallelujah. As I get into this this morning, it's not, this is not a particular series. It's, I just want to just talk about things as it pertains to the prophetic word our, our apostle, our founding pastor, released to us back in September. Um, but uh, as I get into that this morning, this came up in my heart during worship, and it wasn't in what I was initially going to share. But, but in Isaiah 46, verse 9, it says, remember the former things of old. Now, it's interesting. There's places in Isaiah where he tells us to remember not the former things. <laughs> there, there's some times in Scripture he says, don't remember the former things. But in this particular case, he says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there, then there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. And then what, what does it mean there's none like me? He says what? Who declare the end from the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand. That word counsel is better translated purpose. My purpose shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure or I will do all my desire. Now think about that. Declaring the end from the beginning. See, that's what a prophetic word, a prophetic word is a word that's released before it's happened. That's really what a prophetic word. It's something that has been spoken. That is, that is what he says. My, my counsel shall stand. So when a prophetic word comes, that's his counsel to you and me, right? You, if you look throughout all scripture in the Old Testament, you know, there's over 300 scriptures talking about him prophesying to the Messiah. What was he doing? He was declaring the end from the beginning. He was declaring what would be. So when our founding pastor declares 2020, God will open a new door and will bring supernatural increase like never before. Now, I'm not here to this morning, and I'm not going to try to tell you what that door might be for you. I, I don't know. It's a door we step in. It's a door that he comes through. I don't know. And so it's not up for us to, to decide what that is. It's up for us to receive the word that was spoken, right? It's up for us to receive that word. Amen. 2020, God will open a door and bring and bring. So is that a door that he's coming through? Or is that a door we're going? I don't know. And you can try to, you can try to get into all, oh, well, what is this door? What's that door? What's this door? What's that? No. Hey, let's just hold on to what we know so far. And because we see this all throughout, we see the principle all throughout scripture that when God wants to do something in the earth, it's about him bringing it to pass through humanity. All right. He told Abraham, I want you to leave your father's house and go to a place that I'll show, I'll show you. And there I will bless you. 
right? So we see that when things opened up, it, it calls in as he stepped through and stepped into that, it caused supernatural increase to take place. So, but what I want you to see here is the prophetic word is about him declaring the end from the beginning. And he says, my counsel will stand and I will fulfill all my desires. He'll fulfill all his desires. One of the things that Dr. Savell said in September when he ministered to this, it's not up for us to figure out how God's going to do something. It's up for us to bring himself under his word, to be obedient to his word. When that happens, we'll step into everything that he has for us. Which is those that are willing and obedient shall eat what the good of the land, right? And let's go to Ephesians chapter two, Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Thank you, Father. Also, you can find Psalms 145. You know, as the pastor of the church here, submitted under Dr. Zell and Ms. Carolyn, my heart is always, when a word comes forth, I always ask, what's my part? You know, like last year for... Marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. My part, I says, well, what? He goes, if you have those things, then you have great victories. So our lives will be marked by great victories, right? So what's my part? And right now my part is to, is to build up your expectation. Hallelujah. I want you to say this with me by faith. Say, I have a great expectation for what God desires to do in the earth, to do in my life, to do in my family, to do in my church, to do in my community. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So just with God will open a new door and bring a supernatural increase as never before. Ephesians 2, 10 in the Amplified, it says this. If you don't have the Amplified, you can look up on the screen. It says, for we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which he predestined, that he planned beforehand for us. Now get this, for us. Now get this, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Wow. Taking paths. See, a door could be a pathway. A door could be access. A door could be a way. A door could be different things. But here he said, there's things that he prearranged and made ready for us. There's things that he prearranged and made ready for us. Taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time. So back to thinking about Isaiah 46, he declares the end from the beginning. I mean, there's things that he has planned. There's things that he's arranged for you to walk in. See, from the foundation of the world, there's things that you are meant to walk in. And there's things that you're meant to possess. There's things that you're meant. There, there is a, there's a calling that you are to fulfill. There's a covenant that you're required to walk in. And those are things that we see established within the scriptures. And those are the things that he's prearranged and he's made ready for us. But you know what? It's up to you. Are you going to take your path? Are you going to take his path? 
taking paths that he prearranged and he made ready that we could, that, I love that, living the good life that he prearranged. There is a life that he has made ready for you to live, live in. It's just up for you and I to get on those tracks. Get on those paths. There, there was a lot of things that I walked in before I came to Christ. And you know what? And it didn't bring about a good life at all. But I'm telling you, when I got on his path, when I got on his place, when I walked through the doors that he opened up for me, when I walked in the things that he established for me, it's caused me to walk in things that I never thought would be possible. See, so you need to, you need to have a desire to walk in the path that he has planned for you. See, but a lot of times we come and we become his path conscious on Sunday morning, but back to, back to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we get back to what we call the grind. We get back to just same old, same old. And don't live with an expectancy, live with a desire for the path that he has for you. Now let's look at Psalms 145. Hallelujah. And it's interesting when, when I, you know, leadership team, we don't talk about what I'm going to minister. So it's interesting the things that Cassie shared and some words that, that Rick used during offering. And there's some words that are going to come together today that, that, that are really going to, I believe, go off on the inside of each one of our hearts as we could go through this. Hallelujah. Have a great expectation to walk in his paths that he prearranged. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Psalms 145. Thank you, Father. Verse 10. It says, all your works shall praise you. Now, what did Ephesians 2 10 say? We are his workmanship. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, right? And then here in verse 10 in the Amplified, it says, all your works shall praise you. You're his work. Are you praise him right now? Are you his work? And all it says all his works will praise him. Hallelujah. All his works shall praise him. And your loving ones shall bless you affectionately and gratefully shall your saints confess and praise you. Verse 11. They shall who shall his works, his loving ones. They shall speak the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. See, so, so when, when Dr. Savell speaks a word that he hears from God, that 2019 would be a year of marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God, he's, he's being scriptural. He's not just being, I'm just going to come up with some word that sounds good. But it's scriptural right here. It says all your, it says verse 11, it says, they shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. They shall, they shall, the works, the workmanship, the ones that are on his pathway, right? Taking those paths. Verse 12, it says to make known to the sons of men, God's mighty deeds and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion or your rule endures throughout all generation generations. The Lord upholds all those of his own who are falling and raise up all those who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait for you. The eyes of all wait for you. The eyes of all. Who, who are the eyes of all? 
the, 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 his work, his works, the, the works of his hands, his workmanship. Hallelujah. The eyes of all wait for you. Wait for you. Are, are your eyes on him this morning? See, when we hear that prophetic word, it's, it's not just declaring it, just speaking it, but it's realizing it's he's the source of the word and he's the one that's going to bring it to pass. God will open a new door and will bring supernatural increase like never before. The eyes, the eyes of all wait on you. Now get this in the Amplified. It says looking, watching, and expecting. Looking, watching, and expecting. Looking, watching, and expecting. What are you expecting this morning? If you're not expecting nothing, you're not going to get nothing. I, I think of Brother Hagen when he went in and was in a, in a, in a prayer line and, and he, he had a whole bunch of people who were up front praying and, and they're all going for it with God and they're, they're praying and they're, man, they're going after it. And all of a sudden Brother Hagen comes, what are you praying for? And they're like, well, nothing in particular. He says, well, that's what you'll get. And he walked away. <laughs> nothing in particular. See, if you don't have an expectation, then you're not believing for, you're believing for nothing in particular. Meaning you're not, you're not setting your expectation on anything. So here, I, I, as your pastor, I want to place within you a hunger and a great expectancy for the things that God wants to do. You know, Jesus had a great expectancy for the things that God had declared. Declaring the end from the beginning. Jesus, so much so that when Jesus said in, in, in Luke's account of this, he says, let what's in heaven, what's in heaven, what, what, what's in heaven, let it be on the earth. What's in heaven, let it be in earth. What, what's on heaven's timetable, let it be on earth's timetable. What was planned in heaven, let it, let it be here right now. And so when the prophetic word comes forth, I want to say, Father... I believe that's a word from you. So let it be in me. Let it be in my family. Let it be in my community. Let it be in my church. Let it be in my wife. Let it be in my life. Let it be in, in, in Adrian and Jessica. Let it be in Matt and Sam. Amen. Let it be. So when Jesus said, as in heaven, so in the earth. See, see, that's what Jesus was really saying. He was saying, what you have declared in heaven, let it be in me. Let it be through me. It's not just, it's not just a prayer. Well, our father, word art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. No, it's an attitude of saying, what is in heaven? Let it be now. Let it be now. Let it be now. See, so often that what I had done in, in, as a failure with, with words that have been spoken in my life was always putting it off to the future. That the, but realizing that the moment that it was said was the moment it came to pass. <laughs> the moment that it was said was the moment it came to pass. The moment that it was said was the moment it came to pass. 
I, I think the moment that it was said was the moment it came to pass. But we always look at, well, in 2020, there's new doors. There's a new door opening and God's going to bring supernatural increase like never before. And we're always looking at, we're always looking, well, has that door open? 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 Has it open? Has it open? Instead of saying no, the moment it was declared the first time is when it happened. (laughs) I may have not have seen it yet. See, see, the moment that he, he declared, Abraham, you are the father of many nations, is when it came to pass. Now, it was up to Abraham to get in line with that word. It wasn't up for God to bring it to pass. It was up to Abraham to get in line with that word. Go ahead and read Romans chapter 4, verse 17. He calls those things that be not as though they are. So when God called it, it became. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 See, I have a whole new understanding over this last several days of just this understanding of the word, the marvels, the wonders. The word from last year, the moment it was said, the moment it came to pass, I have to stop just waiting for it to come to pass and realize that when it was said, it became. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The eyes of all wait for you, watching, expecting, waiting. Now get this. So those that are looking and waiting, he says this, you give them, you give them, you give them, you give who? The ones watching and waiting and looking and expecting. You give them, you give the ones looking, you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy every living thing with favor. The Lord is rigidly righteous in all his ways and gracious and merciful in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. Hallelujah. To all who call upon him. Hallelujah. Now, just just remember that word call. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in sincerity and in truth. Insincerity and truth is really meaning in faith. <laughs> in, in, you know, uh, this word sincerity, if you go to first Peter chapter one and you look around verse 20, 21, 22, 23 and 24, he talks about having an unfeigned love for the brethren. What is unfeigned mean? mean Fame means mean you have a sincere, it, you know, there's a scripture in Hebrews have a ha, draw near with a sincere heart with in a full assurance of faith. So here, this draw near with this with a sincere in, sincerity and truth, meaning you're drawing in with, with a confidence and in a faith. Then verse 19, it says, now get this. He will fulfill the desires of those. He fulfills the desire of those. Another word for desire could be expectation. If you have a desire for something, then you have an expectation for something. It says he fulfills. So he fulfills the desire of those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. Now get this. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Deborah, he fulfills the desires of those that worship him. He fulfills the desires... 
See, the word worship and fear is just reverence. It's, it's, it, it's the same thing. If you have a reverence for something, then you have a trust in something. You have a longing for something. You have an awareness of something. You have an expectation for something. You fulfill all the desires of those that worship you. You know what? If you didn't really believe he exists, you wouldn't worship him. You know, I, I, would, I wouldn't lift my hands to s- something that was, that was just, that, that I didn't really believe was there. So I worship based on my expectancy of his existence. And he hears the cry of those, of those who what, have a desire that are expecting and he saves them. Now, this word save, I, I want to read it this way because I don't want you to think I'm just making something up off the top of my head to, to make it affect, to, to just deal with a certain issue. But it's interesting, this word save... And he saves them. Say, he saves them. them. Now, the word save here. Now, I'm looking. This is from the Greek Hebrew lexicon. Okay. And this is just a printout. And if you look at, if you understand about Hebrew is Hebrew speaks in pictures. It's going to declare, it's going to, you, it's going to give you a picture of something. And when you get a picture of something, then you know what the, you can understand what that word really means. And I saw something in this word save that I'd never seen before. And it says this. Now, just so. Now, what is that word there? Ample. Broad. Figuratively to be. What's that word? Opulent. Opulent. Now, think about it. Now, figuratively, meaning the figure that this word save gives us is the word to be opulent. What does the word opulent mean? It means to be rich. It means to be wealthy. It means to be more than enough. It means to be affluent. So this word save, the figure that it gives is to be rich and wealthy. It means to be ample. It means to be broad. Another word for broad and ample, it means to be spacious. Something that's spacious means there's, there's, you're not, you're not hemmed in. You're not in, in, you're not confined to something. Because it says this, it says, the signification, significance of ample space in the Hebrew applies to this. Liberty, deliverance from dangers and distresses. The opposite, on the other hand, is narrowness of space. That's figure, the figure is for the, the frequent other hand, narrowness of space is frequently used for distress or dangers. So when we say he saves them, the figure it gives is for someone to have ample space to be opulent. See, if you, if you're rich and wealthy, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't be worried about paying your bills, would you? And that's the figure that this word save gives in the Hebrew. And it means that you're not lacking anything. If you're not lacking anything, then you have no, you have no anxieties. But yet if you're lacking something, you're what in narrowness. 
What is, what, what do you, you know, say when, when finances aren't going too well, you might call your finances what tight right now. The finances are tight. That would be narrow. But here, when he talks about that, he fulfills their desire and he, he hears the, their cry and he does what he saves them, meaning he takes them out of a place of being in narrowness and he puts them into a place where it's spacious. Now, I, now please he, hear this. This uh, you have to understand when God, God sees you as a three part being. So when you see spacious, I want you to think of every area of your life, mentally, mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, with ample room, with space, being, a, being opulent emotionally, spiritually, physically. That means you're not lacking anything in any area of your life. I would say if, we st- if you, t- you stepped into this definition of save, then you just stepped into supernatural increase. Hallelujah. 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 I mean, if you have problems with the words rich or, well, I don't. And you know, here we, it's not about, it's not about being blessed for things. Why well, he, he gives us all things richly to enjoy. That's the word says, but it's about being a blessing to the kingdom of God. It's about being a blessing to each other. Hallelujah. See, but this all comes about based on the expectancy, the desire. Where's your expectancy? Where's your desire? I have an expectancy for this prophetic word coming to pass now in my life. Go to Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Verse 1, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time. So that means he had to speak it a first time. While he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, saying, so where was Jeremiah at currently? Prison. I would say he'd have narrowness right now. Say so he'd be bound right right now. So in the midst of him being in prison, and, and you know what I, I would say, if you were in prison, then it's a good time for a new door. <laughs> right? It's time for a it's time for an exit. <laughs> it's time to exit one place, and it's time to enter another place. Verse two says, thus says the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. So we know who's speaking. It's the Lord. Verse three says what? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things which you know not. Let me read this in the Amplified. Call to me and I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, 
do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of, or understand. Call to me and I will answer. Now, remember back, I told you to remember the word call. You, you see, you're not to call to someone you don't believe in. You're not going to call to someone that's not going to come to your aid. When Bren was, was very young, if, if there was something and he wasn't sure, or maybe he thought no one was in the home, what he's doing, he's going to call unto his father. And what his father is going to, why? And because he has an, an expectancy that the father, his father, is going to come to his aid. He, he has an expectancy for that. So you're not going to call someone that you won't expect to answer. So the very point that God is saying, call unto me and I will answer. He's saying, he's saying, Joseph, call to me because I will answer. This is God speaking to Jeremiah. He was saying, have an expectancy that if you call, I will answer. Let's go to Matthew chapter seven. If you keep reading down to verse, uh, keep reading there in Jeremiah 33, he'll, he'll, he'll go in and talk about that. I will release you from captivity and all the other different things that he would do for Jeremiah and God's people. Hallelujah. Have a great expectation for his word to come to pass in your life now. Hallelujah. A great, see a great expectation waiting on the Lord is not just sitting back. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting on, I'm just waiting on the Lord. God, I'm waiting on you. God, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. God, God, I'm waiting. God, I'm waiting, 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 waiting. We, we, we don't like to wait. You know, the whole point, when you go to the doctor's office, they call you a patient because you need patience. Right? We don't like to wait. <laughs> but you have to understand something about this word wait is not waiting in just in in frustration, but it's this word wait is being out on the edge of your seat that any moment, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. See, those that wait upon the Lord is not those that are waiting on the Lord. Well, pastor talked about waiting on Sunday and I'm still waiting Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. No, no. If, if you are waiting, then on Monday, you're, yeah, it's going to happen any moment. Come Tuesday. It, it's about to happen any moment. Come Wednesday. Oh, it's about to happen any moment. Come Thursday. Wait any moment. It, come the next Sunday. I'm, I'm, I, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Vic. You see, it's, 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 so we have to, I want to birth within us in my own life is just this great expectation for what God desires to come to pass. Matthew chapter seven, man, that clock goes too fast. Matthew chapter seven, verse seven, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. See, there's no hesit hesitancy in what Jesus is talking. Is not asking, well, it could come to pass. Well, just seek. You know what? You seek long enough, you might find it, Tanya. Knock, and you know what? I'll think about answering. 
No, it's ask and it shall be given. Another word for shall would be will. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. So if I'm asking for something, does anyone have a $20 bill? Anyone? Anyone? I'm asking for a $20 bill. I'm asking. Okay, thank you. Anyone else have a $20 bill? (laughs) You see, I asked for something I desired. I'm asking. See, a lot of times we're doing a lot of asking, but we don't have a lot of desire. We're asking up here and not asking from a position of faith. Ask and it shall be given. Seek. If you're seeking something, why? Because you have a desire to find it. You have a desire to find it. Knock and the door will be opened. You're not knocking because you're just hoping no one answers. You're knocking because you're expecting whoever's on the other side of that door to open up so you can step in and receive or make the request of whatever you might have need of. So asking, seeking, and knocking are all terms of desire. They're all terms of expectancy. And then they keep, keep reading. He says, oh, what man is there? Verse 8 again says, for everyone that asks receives... Everyone that asks, everyone, 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 everyone that asks receives, everyone that seeks finds, everyone that knocks, the door shall be open. Verse nine says, or what man is there of you whom his son asks for bread will give him a stone. If Bren is desiring bread from me, that's what he really needs. He's desiring. He's expecting it. Expecting. He goes, okay, um, okay, I know you wanted bread, but here's a card. Thank you. <laughs> no, me as a natural, it says evil there, but it really just means natural man. A natural, if a natural man is going to give good gifts unto him, his own earthly son, then it says this, if you then being evil... Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him, ask him, ask him. But remember, ask ask is birthed out of expectation. If you being natural, know how to give good, good gifts to your children. How much more would our heavenly father give good gifts, good gifts? The word good gifts means advantageous gifts, gifts that will give you the advantage. Hallelujah. Expectancy, expectancy, hallelujah, expectancy. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I'm not done, but I've got to, I I got to, I want to, there's a really good book in the bookstore, encourage you to. To pick it up, it's called The Intensity of Your Desires. It's by Miss Carolyn. But as I was up here studying the other day, I I had prepared most of what I felt like the Lord was sharing with me. And I I walked by and the Holy Spirit said, I want you to pick up that book. And I was like, okay. And I said, okay. And so, so so I went to the end, the very last chapter of this book. 
Because remember what I said, that when the word was spoken was when it came to pass. Without being with time to be able to teach this right now with this thought in mind, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. Now faith. Now faith, in order for faith to be faith, it always has to be present tense. If it's faith in the future, then it's wishing. If it's, if it's faith in the past, then it could be regret. But it's faith is always now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, hope is a expectation. Hope is desire. See, if you, you know, it's like Romans chapter eight, verse 24, it says, it says, you, it says, by hope you are saved. And it says, it says this, it goes, you, you don't hope, you can't hope for something you see, because if you see it, then you would need to have hope for it. So the very premise of hope, expectation, or desire is based in something that I receive here first. Now faith. Because if, if, if my hope was for this book, I have it in my hand, then I don't need to hope for it. I got it. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So my, my, my substance is going to be birthed out of my expectation. My expectancy is going to be birth, is going to bring about a substance and evidence into my life, whether I have it or I don't have it. So now faith. But in this, in this chapter, and what I, when I came to when I read this, Miss Carolyn wrote this, and thank you, Father. Man, I'm swearing. There was a prophetic word that was given at a believer's convention in 1998. And it was Dr. Savell and Brother Copeland were sharing things. And at that time, Brother Copeland had, had said something. And, and it was mainly he said he was over Dennis Burke. But then, but then he said, it's not just for Dennis Burke, but it's for everyone. And it says this. And the vision began small in your heart. And yet along the way, it's gotten greater and greater and greater. And you said, Lord... I can see it on the inside, but when will I see it on the outside? And you say it is here or it is there. And when will I be at the place where I know it will happen? And you've gone from this city to that city, from this nation to that nation. Let's go to the next paragraph. It says, and the Lord had said to you this night, say no more when, for when has come. Let me read it. And the Lord has said to you this night. Say no more when, for when has come. And you are in it right now. The birthing of it came tonight. And you will say from this moment forward, it's no longer when, it's now. I'm in it right now. And from this moment forward, you will not tiptoe around about it, but you're going to pick up seed and then you're going to get a little faster and a little faster and a little faster. And from this moment forward, there will be no more taking a step here and a step there, says the Lord. But it's a, it strides now, son. It strides. It strides. Say no more when. Say it's now and it shall be. 
The Lord spoke to me that night and instructed. Now, this is Miss Carolyn. The Lord spoke to me that night and instructed me to watch this video no less than 21 times. I begin to grab hold of that phrase. Say no more when, but say it's now and it shall be. I heard one minister say by the spirit of God that when we say now, Satan has to let go. Hallelujah. 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 So it's interesting. I prepared all this and, and the Lord was like, just pick up that book. And it was like, man, it totally just bore witness with what the Lord had spoken to me. So the prophetic word is not about when it's not about in the future, but it's about having an expectancy right now. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Thank you, father. Thank you, father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I have our Thrive Group leaders come forward? And Hallelujah. Rick and Cassie and Joseph come forward as well. But I, I want to say something to you. Thank you, Father. And I want to do this. I want to do this quick, okay? In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, we know that scripture where Jesus stood up to read that day. Maybe it was just like any other day to them in his hometown. And as he was standing there speaking, they may have heard him speak before, read scripture before. You know, we know it said as his custom was. He stood up and he read. And, and he read where it was when the scroll was given to him, he read and he says... In, in, uh, in Matthew 4, 18, it, it was actually in Isaiah, but he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It says he, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, right? Set at liberty them that are bruised to, to, to heal the, the, the deaf, the blind, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. But there's something. See, all, all throughout scripture, there's so many prophecies. Micah chapter 2 Verse 13 talks about the Messiah. He calls the Messiah the breaker. He says, the breaker, the Messiah will come. And it said, he will lead you out. In Jeremiah 30, verse 8, he talks about that he will let the oppressed go free. And, and as I was preparing, I was thinking about, and the Lord kept ministering to me about now. 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 And yet Jesus did the same thing on that day. When he, when he finished reading, he said he handed it to them and he said, this day, now, this is fulfilled in your ears. <laughs> Do you get it? See, Jesus said, now, this is fulfilled in your ears. Now, now, this is fulfilled in your ears, right? Now, it's fulfilled. Now, think about this. If it was fulfilled in their ears on that day. How much more would it be fulfilled in our day, in our day after the cross? If it was now, right then, but you have to understand something. You know what? At that point, from what I could really read, no one got healed in that city. They actually took him to a brow of a hill and went to stone him and throw him off. But then when he went into another city, it said he preached the gospel to them. And, and, the, and it said the demons came to him and, and he cast them out. So it took for someone to believe 
the word was now. They pretty much were saying that prophetic word that you're saying, Jesus, isn't for today. But yet it took another place to receive the word. And realize now it's fulfilled. 